Hi Church, my name is Tim Power. I'm one of the pastors here at Salem and I'm so glad you're joining us as we continue our sermon series, Gospel Remedy. The big idea of this sermon series is this, we're all sick. If you're watching with someone else, pause the video, turn to them and say, you're sick. No, really, as followers of Jesus, we believe that much of the big core problems that face humanity are a result of spiritual sickness. The Bible has a term for this, sin. And sin, very simply, is us falling short of the glory of God. Sin is a separation between us and God. And we actually see the consequences of sin all around us. We see it in violence, in war, in people oppressing each other, in lies and slander, addiction, broken relationships, and, and families torn apart. It goes on and on. That's the bad news of sin, but there's good news. The gospel of Jesus offers us a remedy to the sickness that is our sin. In fact, the word gospel means good news. Well, we're now in late October, and I know that at our house, my wife has put out pumpkins and various fall decorations, but we have some neighbors that are decorating a little differently. I was walking past a house up the street, and while there were no pumpkins outside, there was a graveyard with bloody gravestones and a severed head on a stake. It's the kind of thing that would usually make me call the police. Problem is, the neighbor who put out those bloody decorations is a police officer. But we just accept those kinds of things around Halloween, don't we? But it's tough for some of us. Some people just get disturbed by the sight of blood. My youngest son, who's just seven, cannot stand to see blood, even if it's simple as a nosebleed. The way he puts it is he says, Dad, I'm not a blood looker. Not a blood looker. Does that describe any of you? Are you not a blood looker? Well, I get that, I totally do. I don't like to see a movie with a lot of blood in it, but I do know this, sometimes it's very important to not look away. Sometimes blood is what love looks like. Let me explain what I mean. When I was in sixth grade, I had three best friends, Jacob, Josh, and Joel. A lot of J's, right? Anyway, my friend Jacob got really sick. He went to the hospital when he found out he was diabetic. Now, it was okay, he could control his diabetes, but he needed to take his blood sugar every day at lunchtime, and that meant he would have to prick his finger with a needle, put a few drops of blood onto a strip of paper and feed it into this little machine, and it would tell him what his blood sugar levels were. Well, nobody likes to feel different, especially sixth graders, so me and Josh and Joel told Jacob, if you're gonna prick your finger every day, we're gonna prick our fingers. And so instead of bringing one needle to lunch, Jacob brought four and we all took our blood sugar. One day we even held our bloody fingers together and said, we're blood brothers. Maybe some of you did something similar when you were younger with a friend. Now, I could tell you that we were great friends. I could describe how we love to play together, play video games, talk about X-Men comics, and watch The Simpsons. But the truth is, the blood told a better story, right? That told you about what we were willing to do for each other. The blood is what love looked like.
When our Savior Jesus Christ gathered his disciples together for one last meal, it was to celebrate Passover together. Now, Passover is a really important meal for Jewish people. They celebrated every year to remember when God delivered them from slavery in Egypt. I've asked Megan to read a little bit about the meal that Jesus shared with his disciples from the Gospel of Luke. Luke 22, 14 through 20 from the message. When it was time, he sat down, all the apostles with him and said, You've no idea how much I have looked forward to eating this Passover meal with you before I enter my time of suffering. It's the last one I'll eat until we all eat it together in the kingdom of God. Taking the cup, he blessed it, then said, Take this and pass it among you. As for me, I'll not drink wine again until the kingdom of God arrives. Taking bread, he blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, given for you, eat it in my memory. He did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant, written in my blood, blood poured out for you. Now, this must have sounded really strange to the disciples. Jesus was telling them that they needed to eat his flesh and drink his blood. He said he was going to suffer and die for their sake. How confusing must this have been? See, up until this point, they thought that Jesus was going to be their great leader. The Messiah who would bring about some kind of revolution, some kind of kingdom of God on earth. But now he was telling them the end of the story. Here's the grand finale. He was going to win by dying, by shedding his blood. You know, the Bible's full of paradoxes. We're told that in God's kingdom, the poor are rich. In God's kingdom, the weak are made strong. And in God's kingdom, winning the battle looks like a broken man on a cross. See, the blood tells a better story. The blood is what love looks like. John 15, 13 says this, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Now, I can't explain exactly how the blood of Jesus covers our sins. I can't explain how the blood of Jesus washes us clean. See, in so many ways, the gospel of Jesus Christ doesn't make sense. But it does make all things new. The blood of Jesus, that's what love looks like. Today, we're going to take part together in a love feast. 
So if we were all together in the same place, we would come together and eat the same bread, drink the same juice. But what I want you to do right now is hit pause and go get some bread, get some juice, or get anything that can be a stand-in. It doesn't really matter. We just wanna have some kind of food, some kind of drink that we can take together to remember what Jesus has done for us. So pause and go get something that you can take part in this love feast with. So when Jesus gathered together with his disciples, he told them, to take and eat the bread, that this would be his body broken for them. And to take and to drink of the cup, that this would he be his blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins. So whatever you have to eat, whatever you have to drink, gather those things together and let's join our hearts together in remembrance of what Jesus has done. Remember, his blood tells an amazing story that he gave up everything and surrendered his life so that we could have eternal life and abundant life here on earth. So if you would, pray with me. Holy God, I thank you that you've loved us so much that you gave up everything for us what an amazing act of surrender. So now, Lord God, we surrender our hearts to you. I ask that you would make these be for us, your body broken for us, and your blood poured out for us. I thank you, Lord God, that you loved us so much that you poured out your blood. You allowed your body to be broken for us, that we might be forgiven, that we might be reconciled to you. So we ask that you would change our hearts even now in this act. In Jesus' holy name, amen. The body of Christ broken for us and the blood of Christ poured out for us. You can take and eat and drink the elements that you have in front of you.